Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Here we are again on uh, what number episode are we on? Number 19. 19 episodes of us talking. (laughs) It's a terrifying thought. Yeah, it's been good. We've really enjoyed it. We have. um, Hopefully people have been blessed. We've had um, emails and heard from people, heard from some of you who've really been blessed by it. We're not trying to solve every problem in the world. But I think more than anything, uh, just to reach out and say you're you're not alone and these struggles that we have, there are answers. That's right. And it would be really great if you guys want to leave a review or rate um, the podcast on Apple or Spotify, place like that, wherever you listen to your podcast, that just helps get the word out. Yeah. And share them with somebody else. Share them if you think there's a topic that might encourage a friend who maybe doesn't know about LL or needs a bit of encouragement at the moment. That would be great as well. Okay, well, today we are going to be talking about when my relationship with God feels dry. Yeah, we thought this is a good topic because a lot of us have those moments. It's been real. Again, I like talking about things that are real. I know. We we have to sort of admit this a bit, don't we? I think as Christians, we don't really want to admit that we feel a bit dry. But it's so real and true. We, We don't live on a high of glory hallelujah all the time no. we're human beings and things aren't always like we'd like them to be That's we'd right. like it to be glory hallelujah but maybe it's not well i think if we were really really honest and we'll give we'll give all of us can have permission just to be honest during this podcast all right so i think the truth is that we can be easily distracted can't we and even though that we know that the thing that we really need is to spend time with the lord sometimes even just the thought of reading our Bible or praying just even seems like almost the last thing we want to do. Like it, oh. Or like it's boring. Yeah. Should we say that? <laughs> yeah. Is that a word we can use? I mean, but it's not, it's not that anyone would, any of us would stop and think that reading the Bible is boring, but it's in that moment, isn't it, where there's so many other things I can do and I put off and I put off. And, um, and you can hear the Lord. I don't know about you, Andy, but I hear the Lord beckoning me. Yeah. Come and talk to me. Come and that scripture that I love in, I think it's in Psalm 27. This says, come and talk with me. And, and I hear him saying, come and talk with me, but I get busy and I get doing. And then, you know, it's, it's just a reality. So it's good to be real about it. It's good to um, acknowledge that that's the truth. I guess the bigger truth is that in those moments where we do feel a little bit dry, the, the temptation or the danger is that we feel like somehow God has left us. Well, I think we always think that, don't we? Instinct is always yeah. either I've done something massively wrong, I've offended him, I've upset him, he's, yeah. he's in a mood with me, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's gone off me. So I think a good foundation would be to remind ourselves that God has promised to never leave us. Yeah. His word says that. And that he is Emmanuel, mm. which is God with us. So mm. in, in the midst of talking about this and the feelings that go with it of, well, where are you, Lord? And I feel like I'm on my own. I feel dry and I'm praying, but I'm not really feeling like I'm connecting with you. To remember, to hold on to that truth. But Lord, you've promised me. Mm. Like That trumps all the feeling, doesn't it? Sometimes our feelings betray us, don't they? And we sort of feel like he's distant or he's away. Mm. And that might even be because people that should have been there for us haven't been there for us before and so we feel that distance and is he distracted and bored with us even and is he left us but to hold with somehow we've got in the midst of this as we talk about this topic we've got to hold on to that truth lord you're there 
Well, he says, doesn't he? He's the same yesterday, today and forever. So he isn't changing. Right. And maybe, maybe when we're going to go through, aren't we, some areas that could be things that we're doing, if you like, and we can all just, you know, not feel any guilt about it, but just look at it because we want to move on. But sometimes maybe it is just a circumstance, but that doesn't mean that God, just because God's quiet, doesn't mean he's changed his mind about us. No, that's right. Because he says that he doesn't change in his love for us. He said that his love for us is solid, secure. He's faithful. He's trustworthy. So he hasn't changed. Right. Maybe we've changed. Maybe we haven't. Maybe it's circumstances. Yeah. Okay. So let's get down to business and look at some of the reasons why we might end up feeling a bit dry. And I, and I think to get the one of the big ones out of the way first would prob would we have to look at the issue of sin, don't we? Our 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 tendency, this carnal nature within us, this luring towards temptation and falling into sin that, or not really falling into, but choosing to sin. That is us, in a sense, it's not God leaving us, but us leaving him. Like it creates that. It creates a blockage, that doesn't blockage, it? That's, yeah. the, that's probably where the dryness comes or the, yeah. the lack of connection because yeah. God is holy. Now, we say sin, but all of us are sinners. So what are we talking about in terms of sin? Because are, are any of us going to go through a day where we get everything right? We might not go stealing or shooting, any, killing anybody. Um, but our hearts are, even in the Bible, it says our hearts are wicked above all things. So the, the danger, the, the, I guess the challenge is, is ask, putting it back to the Lord and saying, Lord, shine your light. I'm, I'm being real. I want you to show me where there is sin that is blocking from you. I mean, even before we started this podcast today, we do it every time, don't we? We say, Lord, we want to, we want to be right before you so yeah. we just took that time just now just to say lord i want to want you to just convict me of anything that could be a blockage anything that could just hinder or restrict your holy spirit and and that's a good process to do it's a good thing to do well more than anything else the solution to that feeling of dryness is the knowledge that we're in his presence yeah so whatever we do that could offend him and and take us away from like us taking ourselves away from his presence through our own wrong choices and our own choice to live differently to how he's asking us to live that is something we want to ask him about isn't it and say lord shine your light show me is there any offensive way in me it says that in psalm 139 doesn't it yeah and i think it's sometimes there's active sin that we know we could be do we could you know we could be holding on to um something that's really not the Lord's way. And we know that there's kind of, I guess you could call it acute sin that we're very aware of that is a blockage, but our hearts can be unclean, can't they? Mm. That's why we, you know, we took that time because we can have pride, we can have selfish ambition, we can have jealousies, we can have all sorts of things that are going on that we just nicely pack away in our hearts. And without the Lord's conviction, we can become a little bit numb to it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so it's just taking that moment, Lord, is it is this dryness because of something that you want to show me in my life? Or maybe we've just made peace with sin. We live in a world that says, oh, sin isn't even real. You know, you can do whatever you like, however you like. No problem. But as Christians, we've made a choice to live God's way and we've asked his Holy Spirit to be the one that brings conviction. So it's a it's such a healthy thing as a Christian to say, Lord, I want 
I don't, I, I'm not living under condemnation. Yeah, that's You're not thing, condemning me. You're not beating me over the head with a stick. But I do want you to convict me because that leads me to repentance. That leads me to your presence. Yeah. So, that- uh, but as well, we've got to balance this because there's people who are listening to this who would always err on the side of my I'm relationship a- with God's dry. It's my fault. Now Andy and Kath are saying it's I'm a terrible sin. person. It's because of sin and it's, and I don't know what sin it is, but it's in there and it's me and I'm bad and I'm awful. And we're going to talk about the enemy, but he rides in on that. Yes, it's yeah. you. Yes, it's your fault. And and I know exactly what that feels like. So it's, it's, it is a case of saying, Lord, is there anything? I'm taking this time. I'm taking this moment to give you permission to show me. You haven't shown me anything or you have shown me something. I'll put it right with you. Now we'll move forward. And to remember in that, that the, that the Lord's voice will not be a condemning voice. Yeah, it there's be, always hope, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, it's, it's a convicting voice, yeah, but, it, and it, but it's done in a fatherly way. It, it's that, you know, even the scripture reminds us, doesn't it, that, that actually he disciplines those he loves. He's motivated by love. There's a, a wooing of our heart back. So if the voice we hear is, you're a terrible person and I told you, wicked, 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 then we can discard that because we know that isn't the voice of the Lord over us. Yeah, I always think when he's convicting or disciplining, there's hope. Yeah. Because it's like, even if he shows me something, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, Lord, that I've got to put that right. I've got to stop. But there's a hope in it. Like, I could put that right. And then yeah. and then we can move forward and then you can, can help me. receive forgiveness, yeah. Yeah, I can receive forgiveness. And now you can help me, help me journey not doing that again. Right. So anyway, that's sin. Okay. Well, I think another one is um, sometimes we can get caught into a little bit of scepticism or cynicism with God. We right. can we can um, get caught just doubting really who he is or that he's real. We just maybe again, like you say, the influence of the world um, because the world doesn't even believe there's a creator, a lot of yeah. a lot of people in the world. And we maybe just embrace something that just over time is getting a little bit detached from the truth of God or the I, reality of I God. I think we'd know it, wouldn't we? We'd recognise it because sometimes when we pray, there's that little niggle behind behind the prayer that says, I don't know that God's even listening to this. And what am I is, bothering with? I'm hitting the ceiling. Is he even able to do anything about it? And mm. there is this, we live again in this world, we live under a canopy of unbelief, don't we? I mm. mean, there is just rampant unbelief about God. Mm. And, or, yeah, or cynical that he cares or that he's right, bothered or that right. he's interested and uh, I think it's interesting that if this is something that anybody struggles with, this is something that we've really got to look at in our lives. Why, why is it there? Just asking him that question. Yeah. Uh, again, there's no condemnation. This is If you relate to cynicism and scepticism, there's no point being condemned by that. Just no. think, okay, Lord, then this is something to work on. And why is that there in my life? And it's interesting how much things like that can sometimes be generational, can't they? Or an influence yeah. from our family. Or it could be as simple as having prayed a prayer before that we didn't feel was answered yeah, in true. the way that we expected or wanted it to be. And so there's just that seed of doubt was put in like, yeah. well, he didn't answer it then. He's not going to answer it again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I think going back to family traits or um, looking at, you know, because if you grow up in an environment where there, you, I mean, I think if you grow up, what, what your family is like as a style, you know, don't you, if it's very, faith-filled and optimistic you know you can look back and think yeah that was a good oh, we had a very optimistic 
faith-filled family, but if you have the opposite, where there's a lot of cynicism or scepticism, you do know it. You do. It doesn't take a lot of deep digging to to recognise no, it. That's true. And so I think that is something to realise that could be a trait that's passed down generationally. We've inherited, if you like, that behaviour. Yeah. And it's something that we just need to bring to the Lord and say sorry for in our own lives and forgive our relatives, forgive where that's been in our upbringing and release them and and bring it to the Lord and say, I want to be free from this and anything of the enemy that's riding in on this. I, I want, I just tell it to go in Jesus name. Yeah. And also to make that choice. I'm, I'm not going to think that way. And it, I, I want to, I want to, re, there's this two things going on, aren't there? I think like I'm making a choice to believe. And at the same time, I'm saying, Lord, renew my mind. Do you know what I mean? So there's a, I need him to, sh- to change the way I think so that my default thought isn't, yeah. oh, is yeah. he really listening or is habit. he really, because it's become a habit for me. Mm. So I'm making a choice to believe that's my part. I'm reaching out. Which could be quite hard if you've, if you've not for sure. just, yeah. just been in an environment like that. But I'm so also long. saying, Lord, I want you to renew my mind. Yeah. I think we can't ignore the, the role of the enemy. And I think when we talk about the enemy, we often think in the bigger, sort of more evil type of things like sin, temptation, condemnation, all those kind of things. But if you think, what would the enemy's primary objective be? It, it is to separate us from God. And so relationally to do that, and, and that can happen in all kinds of ways. So just seeding in, sowing in doubt, like if a prayer isn't answered, of course he'd want to ride in on that and say, well, God doesn't listen to you. I mean, doubt was sown in right at the very beginning of the Bible or right at the beginning of Genesis where, where Adam and Eve were, were tempted and it's, did God really say that? And I think that phrase is still over yeah. and over for us, isn't it? And He's very active in these dry seasons, isn't he? With yeah. his whisperings and his rides in on it. Oh, yeah. I think God's gone off you. I think. Are you even a Christian? Are you yes. even saved? Oh, Is yeah. he even real? Can yeah. he take care of your health and your family and You're your doing finances? This wrong. You're doing that wrong. Yeah. If only you were better. Look at that person. Look how look how much they're riding on a cloud with God and right. comparing, encouraging us to compare. I think a good verse to think about is this James, a verse in James 4, well-known verses, um, verses 7 and 8. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. So that's the beginning part, submission being I'm I'm choosing to put myself under God. This is what we were talking about earlier. I'm coming back to you, Lord. If I've strayed off, I'm going to submit myself to you and then resist the devil, right? And he will flee from you. There's a good promise for us, actually. If we resist him, it what means... What does it mean to resist him? It then? means I'm, I'm expressing, like a, I'm pushing back. I'm expressing some sort of opposition to him. I'm saying, I'm not having this. I'm not listening to this. This isn't truth. A bit of fight. There's a bit of fight, a bit of rising up. And Mm. I think sometimes as Christians, we sit down too much. And sometimes we've got to stand up. We've got Mm. to say, actually, no, I'm not going to listen to that. And we haven't got to spend hours and hours doing it. We can just make a decision. I'm not going to listen to you, enemy. I'm going to push back against that. And the promise is that when we do that, when we resist him, when we express that opposition to him, he will flee from us. Do you know what? Sometimes when you're talking about that, about resisting the enemy and pushing him back, I don't know if it's just, this is just a cat thing, but, well, you know, because I do it, I have to do something physical. I have to, you know, when I'm really feel like there has to be a sort of like physical expression. So I'll stand in the lounge if I'm getting into a big prayer or something and I'll sort of push my arm as if I'm pushing back. There's something 
for me, there's something about engaging my body in it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, not that I go walking down the streets with all pushing my no. <laughs> it's a bit weird. But uh, and remember, I might we're get doing that it, weird. Well, I don't know. And remembering we're doing it in Jesus' name, like we're doing yes. it in his authority. It's not just us, our little voice against the enemy. It's the it's with the might and the power and the authority of Jesus that we mm. do it. It's interesting that verse, because then after that it says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Yeah. So it's funny that it's that exact it's thing that we're talking how about. How it's linked, how close that's linked. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we long for. That's why the dryness is a painful time, isn't it? Yeah. It's a confusing time. It's a hard these are the hard times. Right. And that's why we have to talk about it and we've got to be real because we all go through them and it's that longing in our hearts. If we didn't care, we wouldn't recognise that we're dry. Well, I think we need to remember that as Christians, we all have moments where we have meltdowns. I mean, even in the Bible, it's so comforting to me that you get massive. I mean, people of giant faith, mm. Moses and David and all kinds of people that literally had meltdowns and were <laughs> thinking, where are you, Lord? And yeah. what's happening? And Are you real? Running for their lives yeah. sometimes, you know, and, 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 and it is reality. And I think it's good for us to remember that. So how about when we're too busy, when we're, we've just got busy, 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 doing, yeah. doing, doing, that could be a reason why maybe our relationship with God's got a bit dry. Yeah, this has got to be up there on most people's um, life experience, isn't it? Life is hectic and busy and you've got to get the kids off to school and oh, you've got to... Oh, goodness, a, when the kids are little. It's mayhem. Trying to find any time, yeah, yeah just to even yeah. brush your teeth yeah. is, is hard enough. Mm. And, um, and then you're working and then you're coming back mm. and then the washing and the whatever else thing and church commitments or ministry commitments or whatever yeah. else. And yeah. and so the Lord just kind of gets squeezed out a bit. It becomes an add-on. Do you know what I mean? Like a yeah. sort of like it's another thing I've got to do. Right. There's so many things I've got chore. to do. Yeah. And I've got to, oh, yes, I've got to have that time with God and I've got to add get that on because that's another thing and I've I do got, that right, really to got get a few off my minutes. list. Yeah, I've only got a few minutes and then you look at your devotional for the day and it's a it's a super long one. You think, scan oh, it. Read I it first. Yeah. Oh, no, you're not good I'm at a, scanning. I'm <laughs> the slowest reader in the world. So this busyness thing is a, a, real, a real pull away, isn't it? And um, there's that classic story in, in Luke 10 of Martha um, working and working her guts out really while Mary's with Jesus, sat at his feet, and she brings this whole complaint and all the rest of it. But it, it says that Martha was distracted with many, with much serving, and that word "distracted" means to draw away. It's interesting, isn't it, that she was kind of drawn away from the Lord through her busyness. Mm. I have to say, I've, I've got so many ideas for other podcasts, just even based on Mary and Martha. Right. Subjects like injustice oh, and yeah. unfairness and striving. I mean, you could literally just do endless ones, but the bottom line with busy, busy, busy is that we need to to listen to that longing that is inside that's saying, come again, that scripture, come and talk to me, that that knocking on our hearts. And and it is about making priorities. It is about saying, Lord, I'm, I'm setting this time away and I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to just sit with you and talk to you and listen. And maybe reality is when you've got screaming children and a really hectic job and all the rest of it. It is a case of fitting those times in, but I think the Lord knows that. Yeah, it's interesting because yesterday when I was driving home, I was listening to radio and they, there, were these, there was this debate going on. Because of the pandemic, 
there was this debate about what is best for kids. Is it quality time with them or is it the quantity of time you have with them? And these people were saying that they'd come to the conclusion it was the quantity of time because then you're there for all the little moments that you wouldn't get normally, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, this really stayed with me about because we were thinking about this podcast and I was thinking, well, the truth is actually you need both. We don't want to just have, well, here's my five minutes for you, Lord, in the morning. That's my quality time with you or my 10 minutes or, my, or even my hour or even my two hours or whatever it is. That's my quality time for you, but I'm not with you the rest of the time. What we really want is to have those times away, just like Jesus did. Um, like in Luke 5, 16, it says he withdrew to a desolate place to pray. So he went away for these moments of real, I'm really, this is, I'm totally focused on you, Lord. But then there, but then we actually want the rest of our life to, to remain in his presence. Mm. So then you get verses like um, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. So this doesn't mean that we're in this constant prayer meeting. It just means that in life, he's part of all that we're doing. We involve him in everything. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm learning that more and more, having right. to say that. He's, he isn't just interested in the, those moments of crisis or those no. big questions or those big needs that we do have, but just bringing him in to everything and sometimes yeah. just learning a new discipline. Of just you're out for a walk or something and you, you just look at it, Lord, I love you. Thank you for making this beautiful world or just talking to him and bringing him into yeah. I think the danger is we we compartmentalise him a bit, don't we? So we this is this is your I've, I've scheduled you in here, Lord, and I, and here, but the rest of the time he's not part of life, you know. Yeah. Or we can't ask him to help us. I'm forever asking him to help yeah. me. I think I must be like on the big needy list of God that she's always asking. But I do. I, I mean, there are Absolutely. lots of. Yeah, I don't know what to do about this. I don't know about this conversation I've got to have. I'm a bit worried about this meeting. Just constantly bringing him in and that and i don't think that that's just because we work in a christian environment that's because i just need him yeah i really do well, what you're saying taps into this another reason why we could feel dry isn't it is because we've become self-sufficient like mm. somehow we feel i think this neediness thing it is absolutely fundamental to who we are as people that we are desperately needy people before the lord but it's a but it we, somehow it feels like a shameful thing. Like I well, shouldn't be needy. It's the opposite to what the world does, isn't it? We we doing everything within our humanity to not be needy, right. to be strong, to be to be able, capable, yeah, sensible, smart people, and and yet that's so counter to God's kingdom culture. Yeah, because He tells us to come like little children. Yeah, with all of our need. All of our need. Yeah, when you think of a baby born. What do they come with? Mm. I mean, they don't offer much, do they? They just come with lack. They and, just come with lack and mm. need. And so that's how Jesus really wants to meet with us. He wants to meet with us in that neediness. And and it, and it for some people, it is quite hard to be in need, to feel that neediness. Maybe, maybe because in their past, when they felt in need, there was nobody there to, to help them or to comfort them. So through life, they've had to learn to be self-sufficient. Just to survive, yeah. Just to survive, exactly, to survive. And so and then to face, well, Lord, you want me to be in need with you is, is a hard challenge. Yeah. And yet it is how the Lord wants to meet us and we, we it's how he accepts us yeah. in our neediness. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'll always remember, I mean, it's, it's probably very well known, but I remember hearing someone say, God never referred to us as adults of God. We're always referred to as children of God. Mm. And sometimes I think we behave like we're adults of God, like mm. we're mature and we're, we're grown up and we look after other people and we're capable and we can do a job and we can, all, all that stuff. But actually, in our relationship with God, we always remain the needy one. Mm. We're, we're not strong for him. Mm. He's strong for us. Yeah. And, and I think unless we are in touch with that, we can feel dry because we're becoming more and more numb to the very thing that draws us to him. Yeah. Because we need him. It's always been a relationship that's out of balance. And I heard this just beautiful sermon, fantastic sermon recently. And he was talking about this very thing about us having needs. And he said it's like um, a, a man who, who marries his bride who comes with, from a very shameful background, a lot of mistakes, a lot of, a lot of heart debt, debt yeah. in her life. And they come together at the um, wedding to say their vows. And part of vows, part of what we say to each other when we get married is, all that I am, I give to you. All that I have, I share with you. And he said, it's like us coming to Jesus and we come to him with all of our mess and all of our neediness and we bring nothing. Right. We bring absolutely, we just bring us. Bring which our is, need. Yeah. Which is, def- in, is insufficient. It's yeah. deficit. <laughs> and we say, here I am. All that I have, I give to you, which is nothing. And the beautiful thing is that he says to us, and all that I have, I give to you. Yeah, which that, is everything. And that chokes me up. It chokes me up just thinking about it now because, because it's so unjust, really. It's so unfair. And that's the amazing It's such work a one-sided relationship, isn't it? Is, it is, yeah. 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 And that's what he offers us. Everything that he is, this, all that he is, all that he has, he shares with us. Yeah. So we can ask the Lord, can't we? Lord, help me not to try and strive and be strong in my own strength. Maybe we do need to say, maybe we do need to admit, Lord, I do need you. Maybe that's a big deal for some of us, you know, yeah. to, to even say, I do need you. I, I do feel weak. I'm and not. That's, that could be scary. Like we've said, that could be really scary. for people. I think it's hard for all of us, but I think people who have felt that need and disconnected from that need because it was never met, it's, that's a really hard thing to do, but yeah. such a great thing to do. Yeah. And that's what we love to do at the centres, isn't it? all around the world is offer time and space to to be able to to look at why that's a hard thing to yeah. admit and to have people come alongside you and pray with you and help you. Yeah, and to do that in an environment where other people are on that same journey yeah. is amazingly helpful, isn't it? To yeah. when you when you realise, you know, on some of the courses we do that on the first evening everyone kind of looks around like, am I the only person with issues? And mm. By the end of the course, we all realise, oh, we've all got issues and we all need the Lord's help. And there's something very freeing in that, isn't there? To, to know we're not alone. Yeah. So they're all just ideas, really, of maybe there is a reason or there's something we can look at yeah. that would be the reason for why we're feeling a little bit dry and a little bit disconnected from the Lord. But we, there, there is a situation where sometimes we are just going through more of a desert time with the Lord. And for, yeah. for whatever reason, it isn't anything that we're doing or not do, doing. 
or anything that he is or isn't doing. It's just where we're at. And I think at those times, I don't know why we go through them, but it's at those times that we make that choice. I'm going to keep trusting you, Lord. I'm going to keep hold tight of you, that you are who you say you are and that you haven't changed. And I'm holding to, and I keep going, keep pressing in, keep drawing close. Yeah, whether I feel it or not, it is a case of, I'm just going to continue to trust that, Lord, you have said that you will never leave me. Yeah. So if I do feel like I'm in a desert, I'm not in that desert alone. I'm with you. And it's for a purpose. Just like the Holy Spirit led Jesus out into the desert. Mm. He was very much in the in his Father's presence, actually, even though that was a challenging, difficult time. It, yeah. And, and the Lord might lead us into those times, and that is always for a purpose, which is good. It's yeah. to help us to grow. You know, they're, they're, we shouldn't resist those times because they are the times we grow. I mean, for me, for us in our lives, we have definitely grown the most through those more challenging times and yeah. learning how to hold on to the Lord and not give up on that. And to dig in deep. And I find one of the most brilliant things to do where, whenever I'm in those dry seasons is to make that choice to worship. Yeah. is to make that choice. I might not feel it. I might not really feel inspired to put a worship song on, but I'm go- I'm doing it, Lord, because I remember hearing uh, Matt Redman describe worship as the greater reality check. So our reality is that our life might be rubbish at the moment, it might be really difficult, it might be really hard, but worship causes us to do that reality check that, God, you are still on the throne. You're the greater reality. You are the greater reality. The greater reality is you are good. You are faithful. You have not changed. You're in charge. You are God and you are good. And I'm going to worship you. And and making that choice, like you've just been saying, even when it doesn't match our feelings, Mm. it lifts our spirit. Yeah. One of the things that I was thinking about with this podcast was the need to ask the Lord to really stir our hearts again. Maybe, maybe we have gone a bit stale ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's something that in our own heart, we need that stirring. So part of it is Lord, I'm reaching out to you and, and I, and I want to get, I want to get close to you and have that vibrant real relationship with you. But I'm also saying, Lord, I really want you to stir my heart as well. Like fan, like cause that flame to, to burn in me, that passion for you, that zeal for you, that, and that is a work of the Holy Spirit, you know. And so I think we could ask, Lord, please come and stir my heart and 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 ignite something afresh in me. Like make 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 it may it be that you really are my first love, and that you and that that passion for you starts to burn more and more. What's that song that we had on our wedding? There was a song, wasn't there? Stir my heart, O oh Lord, let your let your holy fire burn. Spark a flame within me, strengthen my desire. May my heart, O oh Lord, be so tender in your hand. Breathe your life within me, stir my heart, O oh Lord. Yeah, lovely words, actually. And they do sum up that thing of, Lord, please, we recognise we can't self-effort this. This is a, there is a self-effort involved of, yes, I'm choosing you, Lord, but I, but I recognise in my neediness that I need you to stir my heart too. Brill, I think we should pray. I'm going to pray. Yeah, great. Yeah. Lord, we just come to you and we just say, Lord, would you stir our hearts afresh, Lord? For any of us who've got dry or stale or a little numb in our relationship with you, Lord, we could be any reason. 
It could be something that we've got to look at in our lives or it could be just the, the place that you have us at the moment. Lord, you know, you know what you're doing and you know what we need. And I just pray for any listening, Lord, that, that you would prompt and stir them with the things that they need to look at in their lives. And Father, if you just, if none of them seem particularly relevant, then Lord, I pray that you would just draw close and reassure and, and speak that faith and that trust that we need in our hearts that says, Lord, that you haven't changed. You never change. You are the same yesterday, today and forever. And you haven't changed your mind on us or your desire to be in relationship with us. You still long for us. And Lord, I pray again that you would just stir that longing within us for you. Mm. Help us, Lord. Help. We need you so, so much. We come with all of our deficiency and all of our lack. We come with all this debt that we carry, offering nothing really to you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And yet you meet us. At that point of covenant, Lord, you meet us and you bring all that you are and all that you have. You bring it for us. And Lord, we just say that's just beyond what we can imagine. So, Lord, we love you. I pray, Lord, that you would encourage each one that's listening. And, Lord, that you would draw us deeper and deeper with you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much for listening. Just a reminder, if you can, just rate and review the podcast and share it with friends. That would be great just to get the word out. And we look forward to being with you again soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.